hello, hello. Hello. This is Wildly Curious, episode seven. Are you going to say the episode every time? Should I not? I don't know. Just like, what if you forget? Well, Well, I guess other people, I don't know. Some people do, some people don't. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're bragging like, hey, number seven. Yeah. Ooh, we're really moving on right along here. Yeah. No. Speaking of podcasts and people who listen to them, we want to thank everyone that's uh, tuned in and some special guests. Wait, I feel like we have a new number one fan. Who is that new number one fan? It's my dad. It's your dad. Yeah. And how do you feel about him listening to this? Well, I thought that we had forbidden him. And then you are like giving him access to the podcast. And it's just weird. Like, it's weird because it's one thing when it's strangers. Obviously, strangers are great. We love the people we don't know. They're the best. Um, (laughs) We also love the people we know. Well, but listening to the podcast is different, you know, because we're still very much so trying to figure out what we're doing. And I think like, I don't know, there's a certain level of, you know, friends who kind of know you, who you're comfortable with. And then parents, it's just a weird I don't know. There's a weird it's weird because like your parents aren't nearly as involved in your adult life as like your friends are. So it feels like this person who's more removed who all of a sudden is like, hello, I'm over here listening to you. You know, when you say that, that brings up a story like in my mind growing up, like growing up, I played in like punk rock bands and I would go to shows and stuff like that. And I remember other people in our band their parents would come to our shows. Wait, how old were you? Ah, uh, 17, 18, 19, 20. But that's still like an appropriate enough age to go support your kid doing their things. I, I suppose. But I always thought it was a little weird because my parents would definitely never come to one of our shows. That's not a thing. I wouldn't no. want them there. So it kind of. So you, you can understand why I'm like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> this is weird. And not only here's the thing. Not only is it weird, but apparently we're making an impact on him. Oh. Because he then listened to the most recent episode and was talking to his girlfriend about it and was trying to identify all of the phrases that he regularly says. All of his like, you know, here's the thing phrases. Okay. And so he had he had shared a couple. I didn't ask, but he shared. And I don't remember what they are, but so now he's like not even just listening to the podcast, but he's like being introspective about it. Wow. And that's just so unnecessary. Dad, stop it. Because he's probably going to listen to this one, too. Probably. Probably. So I think he's now like number one fan. So we'll we'll make him a T-shirt. He probably wants a T-shirt. Oh, we should make T-shirts. We should have merch. Not you got to be further than episode seven. Or you start strong. No, further than episode seven. You're telling me that Bad Dates didn't have merchandise on day one? What's Bad Dates? That's Jamila Jamila's new podcast. She's famous. Well, you're telling me she didn't have merch on day one? Neither one of us are famous. How many many listeners do we have? Twelve? 
Yeah, that's not enough for merch. That's not enough. We're not. I mean, that could be 12 people. And it's more than we had 12 followers. Actually, we're up to 16 followers. Thank you for more people. It's probably my dad and all his friends now. He's got a whole friend group. <laughs> and I bet you they get they like have a group chat and they listen to the podcast at the same time. And then they chat about it. Except he's like too old to do that stuff. So they probably just go to lunch and talk about it because that's what older people than me do. They chat and they go to lunch. Yeah, they don't have a group text about it. <laughs> um, they don't have a Discord about it. No, I don't. Um, Discord was younger than me. I I jumped off the bandwagon at text messages. Yes, but no merch. I think for now. Okay. Is the uh, would you even wear if we had merch? Would you wear it? Well, it's such a cool name. Because Wildly curious. I don't see you I, wearing that. Oh, I'd be I'm like, sorry. I don't. It would be like our our pink like trademark color, and it would be like. I don't see you wearing that. You would you the extent that you would go with merch is you would take a sticker and you would put it on one of your cases or a water bottle. And that's that's the extent of your use of our merch. Yeah. But who really wants to wear their own merch? It's kind of like, I don't know. It seems a little posery. Or you just make stuff you like. Like if you are going to make merch and you don't like it enough to use it, then why make it? Fair enough. So some big news this week. Um, that I am both excited and terrified about, um, Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson is gone from Fox news and that's great. I, I, I still can't believe the couple times I watched his show, I watched him saying Russia would never invade Ukraine the next day that they did. And I watched him shoot propaganda for, for, um, xenophobic stuff transphobic obviously um queerphobic that was kind of his he was a firebrand for those for those purposes and they finally let him go i don't know the reasons apparently he was a horrible person to work with not connected to the fox news the the defamation lawsuit it could it certainly could have been i don't know anything about any of this stuff it's certain it certainly could have been that but there was also reports that his behavior was bad enough which is saying a lot inside a misogynistic you know news organization that his behavior was misogynistic enough that it was causing problems um and here's why i'm potentially cautious cautious about being excited about it is he gonna make his own network yeah i think he's probably gonna go all joe that Rogan. seems like the power that's the power move. move right um but other people who've left fox news um megan kelly um glenn beck whoever like they've gotten less famous over time so there was something still about being on that channel that made you um gave you a bigger microphone um, noteworthy so my fear is who are they going to replace them with um are they going to put and someone who's equally xenophobic transphobic pro-russia pro um i mean really it's just it's all, all his causes or are they going to go hey maybe we went a little too far and come back to normalcy a little bit so anyways some interesting news there and then also we're going to talk more about mental health on this episode, and we're going to talk about uh, kind of a continuation of the last episode talking about mental health. But before we do, I just have a question or, or, or a thing I wonder. Um, 
I wonder where you're going with this. Oh, I'm going to talk about Disney. Oh, because I would like to talk about Disney, too. I always want to talk about Disney. So I I grew up Republican. I I, I grew up um, watching Tucker Carlson. No, God, no. <laughs> God, no. I stopped being Republican when I started listening to Rush Limbaugh. And I was like, oh, my God, that's what Republicans believe. Peace. I'm out. Um, I grew up, I mean, that was the political party of my parents. And most people grow up with the same beliefs as their parents because that's within their home. And that's kind of reinforced on a day-to-day basis. And Though maybe not so much now. There's Maybe. Yeah. There's a, a shift. Slight shift. Yeah. Um, but this is what I wonder because the Republican Party I grew up in was very much pro-business and leaving business alone to do whatever it wanted for the most part. Um, or actually, yeah, just leaving business alone and do whatever they want. They didn't want any government regulation. They didn't want government controls. They didn't want, you know, if you're in business, you do you, go for it. And enter Disney. And enter Disney. Who literally is their own, like, county in Florida. Yeah. This is where you're going, right? This is this is where I'm going. Okay. And... What I'm genuinely curious about is the the DeSantis, who we're pretty sure is running for president, he wants to like he's he's put he's put out like a government vendetta against Disney. Like he's decided Disney is the enemy. Yes. Business is the enemy. And this one specific business. Right. Because he's not going after all businesses. And and why this one business? Because that business spoke up and said, hey, your don't say gay law is stupid. And as a business, they have every right to say that. Businesses, for better or, or worse, um, Supreme Court said corporations are people. That's We'll debate that on another episode, but... Uh, no, we won't. I'm not going to debate that. That'll be a different episode. That'll be a different podcast. A different podcast. Stay tuned, but don't really. Okay. Um, If you're my dad, you can just stop listening now. So uh, they they spoke out against this bill, which they have every right to do. That is their free speech, right? They they choose to run their business in the way that they see best for them and for their employees and for their customers. And for the people who complained on the internet about Disney being quiet. Yeah. Because I think ultimately that was why they had... Well, you had Chapek, who was not. Yes. They're, Disney is taking some steps. Oh, we could talk about the good news about... Well, we're getting into what I think is going to be good news about Disney, but then we can talk about the better news about Disney. Okay, so we'll get there and get there. Get okay. there. So, I got a lot to say about Disney. So my question is, when did it become the Republican Party thing to say what businesses can or cannot say? And even extending that out to Bud Light. Bud Light decided to put out a promotion... Um, you know, championing a a queer person. And I actually don't know a lot about Dylan Mulvaney. I don't particularly love her. I think that there are better people that they could have picked. Representation is representation, but I feel like uh, she's not my favorite. Fair enough. But, but either way, but um, Anheuser-Busch decided to partner up. Here's a trans person. Let's, you know, do something to reach out to that community. Um, again, that's just them exercising their voice to do something. Um, in the past, Anheuser-Busch has, they've made a conscious effort to try to make sure, um, they'll show up at pride festivals and not for, um, 
not even for sales reasons as much. The people that are going to drink Budweiser are going to drink Budweiser. They already know they're going to drink it. Um, they know their audience. They know they know their audience. And um, still, though, now we have all these people on the right saying you're as a business aren't allowed to do this. Well, OK, no, 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 no. There has always been the I mean, for I think maybe a good portion of my like adult life that I can remember the a business comes out and supports something pride related and the response from some people is oh I'm never going there again yeah. oh we need to stop going there so it's the public I think has been very vocal about you know oh I'm not going to support them whatever big whoop you know what i mean like these companies make so much money that that's free and it's that's it doesn't free, matter that's, that's free market choice some people call it cancellation i call it you choose where to spend your time and money yeah but i think we're just kind of in the wild west of like it's just a shit show out there it's the what there's literally there's no rules like you could just be walking around like on a horse and then get into a gunfight all of a sudden because someone looked at you wrong and it's just like what are we doing yeah. so i I, I don't know, but but Disney's fighting back. Yeah. Because they're going to sue DeSantis. And I, I am very worried about that. Because if they lose, it's <clears throat> sets a really not great precedent. Let me ask you a question. Yes. You know a little bit about Bob Iger. Yes, I haven't read his book like you have, though. Um, Great book, by the way. Like, are, are you kidding me? This was the guy that brought table tennis to North Korea. Like what? That's crazy. Um, Oh, apparently I'm getting text messages. Oh, Brooklyn has COVID. Hey, just found out my daughter has COVID. So that's fun. Yeah, that's great. She missed the, the train when we all, like, everyone else got it. Our household got it. And then her household got it. And somehow she never got it. And it's funny. Cause when I heard she was sick a couple days ago, I was like, is that still a thing? Like, could she actually have that? And so it's just, I just think that it's a little funny that she finally has it. Bob Iger. Yeah, uh, back to what we were talking about. Um, this guy plays 3D chess while DeSantis is playing checkers. He he is he's a he is a shrewd dude. I feel like DeSantis is playing um oh god, what is that game? Tetherball? Where you have a metal pole on yeah. the on the playground yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a rope and there's a ball and you hit the ball. We never knew how to play that. And so it was just ball hitting and hope the ball doesn't hit you. So if you didn't get hit by the ball, you were winning. Yeah. So that, that game has no rules. Yeah. So that is kind of that's actually probably a more adept. Um, yeah. Tether. Tether ball. He, yeah. So DeSantis is playing tether ball and Iger's playing 3D chess. And you're right. They sued today. They said enough, dude. Like. All we're trying to do is do our business the best way we know how. Mm-hmm. And you've told us we can't. And then you try the government seizure of our business, which, by the way, is that not communism? Is that not like seizing seizing assets of companies by the government? That, which goes to show the Republican Party is not the Republican Party anymore. But digress. So, yeah, he just, they finally said today we're going to sue. Here's, here's what I know. They would not sue. If they did not know they would win. Which I like your optimism. I just it's I don't know the the climate right now is such that it's just I feel like we are 
I have all the metaphors today where those plate jugglers who've got plates on sticks and they're spinning them. Yeah. And this is what our world is right now. And it's just it's chaos. And at any minute, like things could break down and things could be broken. And who knows, like what's repairable, what's not. It's so I don't know. I am happy that, you know, they're pushing back because I think that it's it's clear retaliation what he's doing. Um, yeah. But it's still it's just the climate is nervous making. Well, and I think that's the part that uh, the reason why I'm not completely convinced they'll definitely win is if it goes to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court is such now that it is going to side with these kind of like right wing extremists. And maybe the Supreme Court wants, you know, government seizure of businesses. I don't I don't actually know. I know they don't I know they don't want abortion. I know. We'll kill your business, just not your baby. Yeah. That would be a horrible, but also great tagline for something. We'll kill your business, not your baby. Yeah. It's horrible, but like, so I mean, catchy. You, you might have just come up with the Republican Party's new slogan. I mean, if anyone starts using that in the next campaign, I want royalties. That you might, 16 people listening. That might be our, that might be our title. No, no, no. On average, we get like a hundred people that listen per episode. Okay. Which for the seventh episode in is. It's probably my dad listening to it on repeat, okay? Oh, God. It's probably him. (laughs) Here's... Can I take the conversation in a slightly different direction? Please do. Because this is... And we're still on the topic of Disney, right? Um, And we can only speculate about what's going to happen with their lawsuit. That's where I was going. Well, go Um, Disneyland has now officially, for the first time ever, Disneyland Anaheim, sponsoring their own Pride Nights. And I'm so upset because we're out of town. We're out of town going to a different country's Disney Pride Night because they had it first. (laughs) And if Disney California would have told us, we would not have booked the trip this year to go. I don't know. I still think France is a little special for us. Yeah, but I'm... I'm sad that like it's the first one and I really like to be able to support the things that support me. And so like, yes, Disney, take my money. I would love to come to both nights of your pride night and just like be gay at Disney, you know, and I know I had told you like not that this is going to happen because we've already established now that you are not a fun shirt kind of person. (laughs) But I've told you about how like my I don't want to call it dream because that's way too much. But just how like I always had wanted a girlfriend who I could go to Disney with and hold hands and we could wear like matching couple shirts. We did that last time we went to Pride. Not at Disneyland in California. Okay, because that was the park that I knew. That's where the 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 vision or the whatever it is is. So now I could have that opportunity. So thanks, Disney. Really appreciate it. We're coming back next year. So that's, well, if that's they, that. If they decide they're going to have it, they're going to oh, do God. it. It's okay, they're going to do it already. They're, no, the t- no tickets actually did go on sale. It wasn't on my radar because I'm not buying tickets because we're going to a different night. It's fine. <laughs> we're good. But this is something that's interesting. Notice how I did not say, here's the thing. Yeah. That was intentional. Notice how you still had to slide it in by saying you're not saying it. I know. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> so we are going to paris for their pride night Mm -hmm. we're going to orlando for my birthday and i was you know i just bought a people mover tank top because i freaking love the people mover it's the best most underrated best ride 
ever. And it does need to come back to Disneyland. And my mom says that I like it because I'm old. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was but my favorite ride as a kid. It's a great ride. It's a great ride. So I bought my people mover tank top. And of course, I'm like, you know, looking at other tank tops. And I it hits me that I need something gay to wear to Pride Night. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily know what that gay thing is. But I'm like thinking about, you know, different gay things I can wear. And just, you know, thinking about the two trips, the two Disney trips that we have coming up. And I had this thought of, oh, I don't know that I would feel comfortable wearing a gay shirt to Disney Orlando. Yeah. Like for the first time ever, have I had doubt about safety at Disneyland Yeah, and being comfortable at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I was having the exact same thought when we were talking about it. And which is so funny though, because when we went to Paris, the city Paris, yeah. we were very not comfortable with being a couple. You know, we were like, eh, this doesn't feel safe. Let's just be roommates. Right. Yeah. Um, In the city of Paris. Yes, yes. But when we went to Disney Paris, it was, we were back in that Disney bubble yeah. again. Um, so it's so interesting to have that, shift where we know we can go to Paris and be, you know, fine and comfortable and wear gay things, but then to like have second thoughts about doing so in Orlando. Yeah. I, here's for, for you, were you going to say, here's the thing? No, oh, I, I say, bet you were. I'm going to, I'm going to pretend that you were. Okay. If you need it to be said that badly, I don't. here's the thing. No, no, no it's, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, I know. You I'm were going to say it when you were going to say it. So, so here's what I was thinking about. That's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> the same thing. Um, Just more words. For context, I think it's important to understand the bubbles of Disney. So Disneyland Paris, Euro Disney, that entire area is roughly 20 miles from the city. Very different from your Disneyland California. Very different from your Disneyland California. And... It was an entire development built solely for Disneyland. And so there's and they a, still own a ton of unused land. They own a ton of unused land there. Um, they probably have only built out maybe like one fifth or a third, not third, a fifth or a sixth of the land they actually own there. And for context, they're 30 years old. Disneyland is 65 plus. Yeah. And Disney World is 50. Yeah. So they're definitely one of the newer, the newer parks. And so they built this kind of enclave for lack of better words. And it's a big enclave. Like we stayed at a, last time we were there, we stayed at a hotel that was probably three or four miles away, but still on property that was Disney owned or Disney controlled. Which is similar to how it is in Orlando. Yeah, it it is. But it's more remote even than Orlando. So I say that though, because from a security perspective, if somebody wanted to go to Disneyland Paris, specifically to Pride Night, there is a gap of 10 miles where there can be different security things in place that would prevent someone dangerous from getting in where they need to be. Um, Disney World, the same thing. There's all sorts of places where you could have you know, security screening. But then we talk about Florida being a different type of visitor. A different type of visitor goes to Disney World. Um, Which almost should be reassuring a little bit. Disneyland is locals. Yeah. There is such a high population of locals there. And especially in, so in Anaheim is very, Anaheim's not a super liberal city. Um, neither is Fullerton, neither is La Habra, Brea. 
um, Santa Ana, the cities around Anaheim are not super liberal cities. And in fact, Huntington Beach, which is where anytime you hear about a white pride rally in California, it's in Huntington Beach or other places, but in Orange County, it's, it's, it's Huntington Beach. There's a lot of people there who actively um, have hate in their hearts towards the queer community. And they are a stone's throw away from being able to do a lot of damage. And so thinking about that now, it's become more, um, the past couple of years, I feel it's become more aware for us. We're more aware when we go out that there's a potential for danger. I don't think so. No? I feel like you're just being dramatic to be dramatic. Oh, I don't, I don't think so. I think you worry about that in California. Yeah. Because I surely don't. I worry about that in other states. I worry about it. Well, I, I worry about it everywhere. I worry about it here in Colorado. I worry about it. People have become emboldened in their opposition to stuff that should be a non-issue. Who someone sleep with, sleeps with or how they dress or what name they use. Like, these are inconsequential things. And if that matters to you, then it probably says more about you and your own discomfort with other people. Well, back to where I was going. Yeah. Was that Disney Anaheim is a lot of locals. Yeah. And generally, California is accepting. So, and we can disagree on that, but I've never had an issue in Disneyland. And the fact that they're doing a Disney-sponsored Pride Night is... I've never had an issue in Disneyland. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, there's issues everywhere. Right. But as far as, like, that culture and... All of that, you know, I don't have worries. I do have worries about the people in Florida. Not all the people. Right. Um, but there are, you know, people in Florida. This is your governor, right? He's the governor. Yeah. So I don't know. It makes it feel more dangerous. But then I have to think Disney World has seven different past types for locals. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they really want their locals to go to Disneyland. They're incentivizing it so hard. Um, and meanwhile, there's only one one type of annual pass that you can get if you are not a local. And how do you know this? Because I got it for my birthday, which hasn't happened yet, but it's coming up and we're going. So, um, but they want the locals to come. Yeah. The locals are not as prevalent in Florida as they are in California. Just yeah, yeah. it's it's a different demographic of people who go there. And it's a drive. I mean, for a local to go to Disney World, they're going to spend 20, 25 minutes in a car and they're going to spend. I mean, that's the same for California. Let's be honest. OK, but either way, once they get on the park property, they're going to take 10 or 15 minutes. Like it's it's a lot quicker to get inside Disneyland than it is Disney World. Yes. But so I don't know. I don't know if. A different demographic of people makes me feel any different about any potential risk. And like, well, and it, doesn't, and, it doesn't even have to be violence. Maybe more people are emboldened now because of the actions of DeSantis of, you know, fuck Disney. Oh, Disney's bad. Well, cool. I'm going to go to Disney. And they would be dumb enough to pay the money to go to they Disney. They would be dumb enough to pay. It's like the people And that who, sounded mean. I didn't want to be mean, guys. Well, either way, it's the people who went out and bought Bud Light to shoot Bud Light. And it's like, thanks for buying our product. Like e e either way, um, the people that are coming 
to Disney World, they may not be violent in the sense of they're going to bring guns and knives and stab people. Um, there are some safety protocols in place there. But they're able to make their presence known in a way that makes it feel less safe. They, Which, again, we haven't yet experienced in the parks. So far. Yes. And, yeah, so far. I don't see Orlando having a Pride Night. But I also know that Orlando doesn't do the after dark events like Disney does. So that yeah. may not even be a thing. Because, again, Disney caters to locals. You're not going to necessarily like buy. I mean, the Halloween party and the Christmas party is different because those run for months at a time. Yeah. But, you know, your average person isn't necessarily going to plan a trip around an after hours event. Whereas loads of locals in California are going to those after hours events. And I think um, where this becomes relevant outside of Disney, um, it comes back to feeling safe anywhere you go now. So this week I had a, we had a meeting. We had some people from the local kind of LGBT group come over and talk with us. And they were sharing these thoughts about um, some of the youth groups and stuff like that that are run here and how there's a, a, there's a palpable fear of parents when they drop off their kids are they going to be safe? And that's that's such a different thing. And maybe and maybe it's because of of, of my own privilege um, that this is hard for me to fathom. I I would imagine if I was a person of color and and I lived in an area where there was a lot of crime, I might have similar feelings. Um, but I just I just I just I I'm a little confounded because the area area we live in is is. It's white, y'all. It's it's it's. I'm not as surprised as you seem to be about this, because we're south of Denver, and what I loved about Denver is how also, diverse it is. We're also not that far from Colorado Springs. Yeah, and I mean the neighborhood that you used to live in was very leaning in a very conservative direction. Yeah, and so when we moved here, I had very real. Very realistic, I guess, ideas of what the political climate in this particular area could be. And I was thinking if, as we, we moved cl up closer to Denver, we would have a lot more diversity and we don't. And that's it's uh, it's unfortunate. But it also, I think, goes to the fact that this is a very it's an affluent town. It's very white. It's very well educated. And um, I feel gross even saying that because that's not the place I want to live or be in. But uh, but usually what goes along with that is a sense of safety, is a sense of, you know, there, it is very low crime here. And even despite that, the fear of attacks against the queer community are real. And they're real because, like you said, Colorado Springs, you know, 10 or 15 miles south of here, eh, 20 or 30 miles south of here, some Mormon kid went and shot up uh, an LGBT club. Well, but even then... I mean, there was the incident when we had first moved where we got a threatening note on the door yeah. from a, someone who was local yep. to us. Yeah. So it's not, you know, an hour away Colorado Springs. It's here. Yeah. yeah. And at one point, you know, in this chat with the the people who had came over, they were we had talked about the possibility of like us hosting something. And the answer was a hard no for our address to be out in public because yeah this is just not the place 
what does that say? I mean, I, I, I can't believe we're still at that point. I, I can't believe we're, we're there because I didn't think we were there. I thought we were past that point as a species, eh, at least as Americans. I mean, around the globe, there's different, different beliefs and concepts, but I thought we were past that point. And now we are diving deep back into it again. And it's, it's the wild west and plate juggling. Yeah. The wild west with plate juggling and tetherball. I keep hearing our dog squeak. Yeah, he's whining, but not whining. Yeah. Um, last week we were talking about mental health. Mm-hmm. And it kind of ended the conversation a little bit, a little bit prematurely. I'm always uh, curious how long people listen to podcasts for. And then if I'm being honest, I don't listen to, I didn't listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I couldn't really understand. I had a hard time understanding what podcasts were. As someone who wanted to do a podcast. Well, everyone else is doing it. Can we just acknowledge that for once I knew something that you didn't know and I was more of an expert on something because I listen to podcasts and you're trying to go blind and I actually listen to them and, and know some things. So go ahead. Continue. I'd like to publicly acknowledge that you were right. Hmm. And I was less informed. No, no, no. That's. <laughs> I mean, although here's the thing. I never necessarily challenged you. You know, I feel like you, because you are you in the t- ways of like, oh, I have the best tech. I know what to do. I know how to. You can figure out how to make a podcast from the oh, technical yeah. standpoint. So I think I've just kind of said, OK, like you can take the lead. This is, you know, you know how to do this. In all of the ways, except for the one where I actually maybe know a little more. But so I haven't necessarily challenged you enough for you to justifiably be wrong. But I was definitely right. I mean, are we the people who have gone through like 15 different microphones to figure out which one was going to be the best? And That's an exaggeration, but I'm sure you have 15 in here. Now she's counting. Yeah, I can. See you're counting. Don't count. There's no need to count. But we finally found the right the right ones because these ones are the best. And you they, did. I. I've, no difference to me. I could be. So big shout out to the SE. Oh gosh. What is it? What is this microphone called? I don't. It doesn't matter. Well, it's it's made by SE and it's okay. like the podcasting microphone and it's so much better than the sm7b's or the r20s you've, you've detoured or the for 40s. So okay much. i know i did so what you've i'm getting detoured. what i'm getting back to and so did you with mental health um i started listening to podcast a couple weeks ago and and i get it i, I what what do you get <clears throat> Let, let me let me tell you about one of my favorite memories growing up as a kid. Okay. Were you listening to podcasts? In a way. Okay. So one was of my, it on your iPod or your CD player or your tape cassette? No, player? no, 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 no. Or was it on a record? No, 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 no. Radio? AM radio. Of course. You love AM radio. I'm not even surprised. <laughs> so as a kid, um which what kid and maybe this is just me okay but what kid likes am radio because it made me nauseous when it would go on in the car it literally made me nauseous am radio 
Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a ringing endorsement for great talk radio. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So <laughs> the fact that you're going to talk about a positive story about AM radio right now, just it's maybe I'll get nauseous during just heads up. Okay. Anyways, so growing up as a kid, my dad always drove Cadillacs. He had a brown one. He had a blue one. And I remember the Cadillacs and I remember, um, I remember riding them and, and we would be out night late uh, often, um, coming home from baseball games. We went to a lot of baseball games together, coming home from events or movies or whatever. And I think this this went all the way up until the time I was like maybe 18 or 19 and he was commuting to California and I was living in California at the time and I would pick him up every night or, or um, once or twice a week at night. He always come in late on the airport and we would turn on the ADM radio. And in Los Angeles on the KNX station back in the day, I'm not sure if they still do it or not, but they used to run old timey radio shows like um, the Lone Ranger, uh, Dragnet, um, like all these old kind of classics where they're recorded in probably like the thirties, forties, fifties. And there were people in studios who were like making sound effects and they had like one microphone, like an old RCA vintage microphone. The fact that you're getting so excited about this right now, I can't. But I remember how compelling they were. I remember listening to them and going, this person has my interest. And then I remember too, um, I had a school teacher who used to read us books after lunch and way older than we should have been for a teacher to read you books. Like this was probably like sixth or seventh grade. We come back for lunch and she spent 30 minutes just reading a book. And I remember being completely enthralled with listening to someone tell me a story. And then that kind of died out as soon as it, everything became, I mean, I got my first Game Boy right about then. And then I was lost. I was like, what Tetris? I don't need creativity anymore. And you still sometimes play a lot of Tetris. I'm really good at Tetris. Again, because you play a lot of it. I mean, you're the person <laughs> who thought you could beat Tetris. Yeah, I well, I just thought I was bad at video games. OK, <laughs> I didn't know that I was playing an unwinnable game. That's a whole that's a whole separate conversation that is that is a separate conversation but, episode but, eight is going to be tetris but either either way i haven't had that experience of listening to a story and I, I don't like audiobooks um generally speaking i like reading and just so it goes at my own pace and i can actually kind of enjoy it and listen to it um so i haven't had that experience of listening without looking in probably 25 years I mean, I talk to you all the time and you don't look at me. Is it because I'm not telling you a story? <laughs> Is that what I have been doing wrong the whole time? I, either either way. I'm going to work on that. Yeah. You should just put everything you did in a day in a story and then I'll be like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. And then what do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, but that involves me asking questions. That's a problem. But I started, I, I found a couple podcasts I really like. Um and maybe maybe that's the trend. Maybe I should know like the smaller podcasts. I haven't gotten into the smaller podcasts yet. Um, I started listening to Spotless because Jason Bateman and Will Arnett together and um, Sean Hayes. Uh, they're just that's my kind of humor. It's really hard to find a podcast. I feel like it's like trying to find a pair of jeans. It is. It is tricky because like there's number one. There's so much out there. Yeah, but then like. 
I think if you know who you like and if they do a podcast, that's like your gateway. That is the gateway. But once you're in the gateway, like you've stepped through the door, it's really hard to sort through finding you know, whether it's new topics or whether it's new people, like yeah. it's just hard. It is. It is. And I think that's kind of where my, that's where I'm at right now. Like I, 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 I knew Jason Bateman's humor and I got it and I was like, okay, that's the one I can listen to. And then I've always thought the people behind, um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia are just geniuses beyond their years. Um, or I guess they have some years on them now, but so I was, I started listening to that and I said, okay, that's, that's, that's kind of cool. And then I tried some of the other ones that like Apple recommended for me. And I was like, ah, some of these suck. And like, it's so much, so much is preference. Yeah. You know? And I think that's, what's like, for me, I can go into this with very low expectations of us making a podcast. Cause I'm like a bunch of people probably aren't going to like it. And some people will. And it's such like a toss up of if anyone's actually going to like it or not. Well, and that's where I think we need, we stop worrying so much about how we come across and just all you can do is be yourself. And when you're yourself, why do I hear a dog on the other side of the door? Because he totally jumped the fence and wants in here. He, oh my God. He's sniffing <laughs> under the door. He's like, I know oh you're in there. Gosh. I smell you. Wait, I know Kuza. what you smell that's like. Kuzco. Is it? He had to work for that then. He can't do the straight jump over. Okay, well you gotta you gotta see and you gotta let he him you gotta to, let him he in. He has here. to climb in. Is it just him? I, I don't know. Okay, guys, special guest. This is our first guest on the podcast. Hey Episode seven. And it's not my dad. <laughs> we'll probably have to get him one day. So while you're doing that, just the entire concept of podcasts fulfilled so oh it's it's the it's our it's our redhead who we know definitely can jump over the fence sorry come here bud oh i know i know i know oh i know i know he says mom i just missed you guys so much yeah i forgot what you looked like i needed to see you okay so anyways um one of the things that 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 i learned from oh hello (laughs) there he goes Oh, yeah. Oh, you can hear the licks. You can hear all the licks. Um, That's probably really weird for him, for us to be in a different room talking and him being like... No, it's not. We do this all the time. He's just needy. Okay. So where I was kind of going with that, with with listening to podcasts, is I got it. I got the need. I understood how actually how helpful it could be. And so that got, got me kind of excited about doing this. And then also realizing that most podcasts are a lot longer than we've been podcasting for. I could have told you that I felt like you were stopping them prematurely, but you just thought that no one would want to listen to you talk for more than 45 minutes, which is funny because you could really talk for a long time, which is when given the opportunity. Okay. Here's why though. I just, I just realized it. Why? So as a psychologist, my session lengths are typically 45 to 50 minutes. That, so that's when you get tired of other people. I get it. You max out, so you assume everybody else is like, no, no, Yeah, no. I want us to go for, 50, for 45, 50 minutes, and then I want to spend five minutes writing some notes and then move on to the next. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, last week we did kind of cut off the conversation a little bit earlier when it comes to mental health. and But it's a much bigger conversation than one episode can. It is. I mean, realistically, it's an ongoing theme. 
you know, if you will. Oh, if you will. That's something I used to say quite a bit back in the day. Back in the day. Anyways, um, so last last week we were talking about how um, states are trying to limit access to um, affirming care, affirming mental health, and so on. <clears throat> Florida. And, well, yeah, as, as one of them. And then something came out. It came out day of on our last podcast, and so I didn't really have time to get into it and kind of research it a little bit before we talked. But Missouri. And... You mean Missouri? I mean, if you want to sound like you've never been there. I have never been there. So I'll say Missouri and and you can say Missouri. Okay, good. That way we're inclusive for the people who have been in there and the people who haven't. Right, exactly. Unlike them who have definitely decided to be uninclusive. All of them are just a handful. I don't know. Um, So here's what they came up with. An emergency declaration. Emergency health declaration. Is that different from like the declarations when COVID happened? Oh, I don't know. That that, that would be fun to tease apart sometime. Okay, not today. Not today. Um, but they came up with an emergency health declaration that said, um, and this is this is where interesting because gender affirming care um, has generally been about kids in the past. Um, every state so far that's done is you know focusing on kids. But I don't know that Florida has. I feel like Florida has said, because I've seen on the internet people who are like, I can't get my hormones after July. Yeah. And they're adults. Yeah. 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 So what they're, the way um, Florida's approach is, is to say that um, if it's Medicaid, they're going to stop providing care through Medicaid, which is state funded. And so that's kind of their angle. And if we're talking about the community, trans community, queer community, a large percent of people are on Medicaid. Um, and this is one of those things we saw, I've seen a lot as a provider where a lot of people in the queer community as a whole will make sure they don't make enough money to be off Medicaid. And the reason being is um, drugs like PrEP are extremely expensive um, if you were to pay out of pocket or if you were on a private health insurance. But Medicaid covers it. And so there's a lot of people in a lot of different states who... Um, they're either gig workers or, or cash under the table people, or they just genuinely are less employed, which is common. Um, they, they, they stay on the state health insurance. And so Florida is saying state health insurance is no longer going to cover these things. But what Missouri did is they put out an emergency declaration that says, um, you cannot receive gender affirming care as an adult if you have a diagnosis of depression. It has to be cured first. You have to be depression-free for X number of years before you can receive this care, which has been shown to mitigate depression. Yes. And, th- and this is where, like, and I feel like it goes back to kind of the point I was trying to make last week yeah. or last episode, where how much of mental health is genuinely mental health and how much of mental health is circumstantial, environmental, situational. Okay. Because if you are a regular person, just, you know, nothing different about you, very like fit the mold, and you have depression, there is likely nothing with your identity that is, you know, 
linked to that depression. So maybe you get on some antidepressants. Like, cool. Life's better. You do some therapy. Like, okay. But if you are someone who is in a marginalized community or who is constantly facing, you know, bad news in the media, just like bad politics happening, you know, like it's kind of a shitstorm for queer people. At least we know that people of color have been the forefront of the shitstorm and, you know, their own ways. So the dog is just sniffing around. It's fine. Okay. Um, but like when you have that, that you have to deal with the constant turning on the news and hearing something about the community that you're a part of hearing about how you're less of a human, how you have less rights, how you're going to have less access that alone is depression inducing that should not have to be fixed chemically because that's not necessarily your own, you know, the way your body is, is naturally functioning, you know, and then you have to take it like just an extra step further. You've got people who are in the queer community who identify differently. You're really about what the dog is doing. You let him in here, so you just need to deal with it. He's sniffing around. That's all Which I'm is saying. fine. He's gonna, that's what he's going to do. You have a lot of new stuff in here lately. Oh, that's true. I do have a lot of new stuff in here. Lately. Yeah. So it all smells like outside. So, but what I was saying is, you know, you've got the depression that happens within queer trans people that is alleviated when they're able to transition, which again is external forces. Yeah. The, you know, gender norms and gender rules and expectations and all of that. So I just feel like it's a, a gross misunderstanding and possibly a intentionally gross misuse of what mental health is and what depression is. Well, I still, and, and because the only, the only way that will cure that depression for some of these people without getting that care they need is suicide. Like that's, that's it, you know? So, but that goes to fit the agenda that a lot of these people want the eradication of the trans community. Um, they know their goal. They, they, they know the data that not getting care is, is detrimental to a person's health. Um, Either way, I think this 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 loops back into what we we're talking about with DeSantis and Disney in Florida. When before we hit that, but it's 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 related. Is since when do governments know better than doctors? Ever? Right? Uh, 2022? 20, yeah. 2020? Oh, 2020? Yeah, that's right. I got 2020. That memo. I got that memo. That's right. That's Wasn't right. it 2020? Yeah, that's right. So doctors do know. Or uh, doctors aren't aren't nearly as smart about medical things as Donald Trump. People elected by <laughs> whatever. Um, the other thing is, you talk about wanting freedoms. These people on the right, oh, we need freedom. We need freedom. We need freedom. So far, we've taken away freedom of speech for companies to do the business the way they want to, to say what they want to. Just the ones that disagree. We've taken freedom away from women having control over their bodies. We've taken freedom. Just so they can't kill their babies. Exactly. And we've taken freedom away from people that they're not able to get medical care that's been researched for shit, at least a century. Where is this freedom they're talking about? And the part that gets me too is, and they'll say this sometimes, they'll couch it, oh, you need to leave room for our opinions too, or our speech. There comes a point in time 
where I don't have to allow others to eschew hate. Like you talk about free speech. Well, why do you get to say being, being queer or supporting queer people is good. And I don't get to say it's not good because one promotes life and one promotes death. That's, that's the line. And so anytime people are saying, Oh, you know, you're trying to take away our free speech. That's not free speech. It's free hate. That's that, that is intentionally seeking the destruction of people. Which I feel like there's, that's such a gray area because you've got people on one side who genuinely don't know any better, don't know any different. They know the information that they've been told and they genuinely believe that that's it. So they're not intentionally malicious. They're not trying to be intentionally hateful. And then you've got maybe people somewhere in the middle who are, and this is where... I would like to think like the people who are saying, hey, you know, queer people have higher rates of depression. So in order for you to get this treatment, reduce your depression. okay? And they don't necessarily understand the nuances. They see a very surface level like, hey, this is this is what we're doing. We're doing this. okay? Um, Still hurtful. Maybe not like the best intentions, but also not, not, you know, great. Um, and then you've got the people who are like very explicitly like, oh, they'll kill themselves. There's I feel like how long are we going to let ignorance slide? I, I, I can't. Well, there's some people who don't know any better. And, you know, it's how if you don't know, any better, you are make, choosing not to know. Any we better. can't make that. We, we've had this conversation before that it is very hard to, like, make other people know better you have to be able to no, be at a place ex- exactly where you are open to having dialogue where you're open to differences where you're open to you know not being right or wrong and like that takes a lot and if you're never exposed to anybody who challenges you which is not necessarily they anyone's fault like it takes a very high level of awareness to be able to say i don't know enough about the diversity in the world. I'm going to take it upon myself to learn. Like that's a lot to do, you know? And if it's not coming like in a documentary or if it doesn't cross your path in a way where you're like, Hey, that sparks my interest. People aren't getting it, you know? And a lot of the communities that are not so friendly are very tight communities. This is the community you live in. You don't venture out of this community. The, the social structure supports that but the individuals i think just there's a lot of people who don't i think have the ability and i think when we had those people come over and they're saying you know a lot of these parents who you would never have thought would be supportive they actually are because now it directly affects them yeah so many of these people who are talking or who have anti opinions are people who may never get that type of context or communication or or connection yeah and so it's hard to be mad at them for being ignorant because they don't necessarily even know they're ignorant well and i i i I can i can go with you on that one because i think about when i go when i when i went to go work in long beach at the uh, lgbt center there and how fundamentally different that was from where i was living before um the kind of things i knew I definitely didn't know what I didn't know until I was there. And I, and I would say something and people would be like, Whoa. And I'll be like, Oh shit. Tell me why that's offensive. 
I want to know. And they would. But that also took the willingness to say, shoot, tell me why something I'm doing is hurting you. Yes. But this is what I think is so hard is I don't know what DeSantis knows and what he doesn't know. He seems kind of dumb, doesn't he? Tetherball. Tetherball. Okay. So, I mean, the, the problem is that he is in a position of power. Yeah. And he clearly has decided to pick a fight with, you know, the biggest kid in the schoolyard. Yeah. But it's like typical coward bully. He, You know, it's just it's so hard, I think, to know who to be mad at because, OK, so DeSantis is the person in power. But what if it was like Joe Schmo over there who also knows the same amount? Oh, you know, Joe Schmo. Yeah, we're friends. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll have to ask him about that. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard when you're looking at you know oh who's ignorant who's not who's malicious who's i feel like a good chunk of this is people who are hateful but do not necessarily know enough to be malicious and maybe that's me giving them the benefit of the doubt maybe i mean i i think back to there's people in my family who have had an opportunity to learn and to be welcoming and affirming and have chosen hate instead but again having the opportunity is still it's I don't I mean, it's it's takes a person like you have to really be able to say like, yeah, I'm open to being wrong. DeSantis is not open to being wrong. That's that's why this has escalated as far as it has is I don't even think it's necessarily because he thinks he's right. I think it's because he can't be wrong. Yes. So much so to the degree now where he's going to like explode over the whole state of Florida. Yeah. As a result. Yeah. He'll take it to war. Before he admits, uh, you know what, my bad. Right. And it's it's not even like the the window of opportunity to have dialogue was gone a long time ago. Yeah. You know, and the opportunity for DeSantis and Disney, even in this situation to like talk things out, I don't even think was ever there. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's like a bunch of power plays, you know, which dog is going to like pee on the grass and whose grass is it going to be? Right. Yeah. So with with that being said, don't be the kind of person who or try to be the kind of person who could admit they don't know something, who could admit who can who, who can wants start a podcast know. and never have had listened to a podcast and then listen to the podcast and then admitted that on the podcast. Yeah. Be that person. I love being corrected. I'm not going to lie. Um, I know there are still things about me that come across um, horribly. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, I can be a real asshole sometimes. And I recognize that. And that's the thing I'm, I'm working on. And that's why I welcome people who are like, hey, you did this thing that hurt my feelings. I'm so sorry. I, I certainly didn't mean to, but I recognize that I did. And that's also being able to believe people when they tell you you've hurt them. It's another skill I think a lot of people are lacking. Um, yeah, but you don't get taught. Yeah. How to do that necessarily. You have to choose to learn that. You have to go through that midlife crisis and be like, oh, shit, you know what? Everything I've known so far, maybe not as right as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Either way, there's a good dialogue. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please tell your friends. Um, Except if you're my dad, don't tell your friends. And if, weird. You're, and, and, if, and if you're Brit's dad, definitely tell the friends. And make sure to like us. Give us the, the high ratings and... Give us the rating you think we deserve. We we know we're not five-star material yet. 
Speak for yourself. Hey, I'm a 10, but on this podcast, we're, we're not there yet. We got room to grow and that's okay. Bye, everybody.